You're listening to Consolidate That. Welcome back to Consolidate That. Ivan, really excited to do another one-on-one episode with you covering a really important topic that matters a lot to, I know you, me, and, and everyone at Galaxy Vets. We're going to be talking about our most recent burnout survey. Yeah, good to see you, Ryan. This study was interesting and it's sort of a sequel to what we've done last year. So it's exciting to chat about this. Yeah, I I mean, let's kick it off. So we had a fantastic survey. I was actually just joining the team when it was coming out last year. And then this year, it was neat to be able to see the behind the scenes of everything that went into it. But what were the big takeaways? What were your key findings this year versus what we saw last year? Well, I want to start with why do we actually do it again? Because it's sort of like, you know, we did the survey study, a burnout study. Why would we do it again? So the big purpose behind it was, first of all, that's something that I'm passionate about. And this is something that I decided to dedicate next five, maybe 10 years or how long it will take uh, to determine why we're burnout in the veterinary domain. And is there something that we can do about it from a management perspective? And the reason why we did this repeat, we wanted to assess the change in the dynamics of the burnout and across different demographics. And there's a couple of things that we didn't include last year. So we didn't include gender difference in burnout. We didn't include uh, work-life balance, which we added this year. It was an additional survey. And we it resulted in 1,600 respondents, which was great. So shout out to everybody who took a part in it. And then we wanted to understand what factors are influencing employee satisfaction. So those were all the reasons. And the interesting findings were, well, number one, and kind of discouraging, is that the mean score increased by 9.4%. was a statistically significant number to say it's worse than it was last year. Yeah, I guess that kind of points against the new normal, if everyone wants to keep using that term, because I guess last year was our first full year of COVID respondents. We had a a bit of an overlap of COVID respondents in 2020, but this year was all COVID. So interesting to see that. I don't know. Some people call it new normal. At this point, I think we can call it continuously abnormal. So (laughs) (laughs) That's what I call you. I know, but that's that's my <laughs> diagnosis. And then the other thing is that there's low work-life balance. So that was interesting. We used another survey that we added to it. So work-life balance in all groups of age, whichever way you slice, it was low. And another interesting one throughout the year, you remember we talked about the goal setting. I was kind of really excited about including mm-hmm. a couple of questions about that. And it did show that veterinary professionals who have goals reported significantly less burnout and felt happier and more valued. And the last thing that was very interesting is that practices that do have burnout prevention strategy in their management had significantly lower burnout rates. So all of those are very interesting to me because of what we're doing at Galaxy now. And that's exciting because this is sort of, you know, it's sort of a path for us to how we want to develop Galaxy. So there's definitely some positive trends and some things that that did highlight in the study that allow us to be able to say like, okay, there are things that can improve. It's not all exclusively gloom and doom in the study, things there were upsides and things that we found that reduced burnout, right? And so the the big question, I think that for me, and something that everyone talks about as we're in the, the world of consolidation, is that everyone in the veterinary community always tells us that consolidation leads to or contributes heavily to burnout. Was that something that, that the study showed or, or where did that lead for us? 
I'm glad that you asked that question because we, you know, all three years that we've been busy with very integration solutions and helping other consolidators, we didn't articulate that consolidation is necessarily bad. It's just when it's done right and with people in mind, then it could bring positive results to our industry. And we didn't find any statistically significant difference between the burnout rates in consolidation run practices or corporate practices or private practices. So I'm glad to see that because it's funny, you know, we were all preaching about, you know, the uh, consolidation, how it's done right. And then all of a sudden we're becoming one because Galaxy essentially is a group practices. So, you know, I don't want it to be hypocritical and we're like, it's bad, it's bad. And then all of a sudden we're doing it. We are after doing it right. And we're after doing it so people are happy in the organization. And that's exactly what I think we can already show that there's no difference between, between the corporately owned and the privately owned practices in terms of the burnout. But we know that post acquisition is a very vulnerable time for the clinic. And it's the most common time when there is a turnover in the first sort of six months post-acquisition. So this is where I think we need to be very careful. And the design of the post-acquisition onboarding process is very important. Yeah, it was I probably am quoting the long, wrong report, but I, I believe it was last year we had the break report mentioned that there was a 38% employee churn rate in that first year of consolidation or post acquisition of a clinic and it is key you know we've we've talked for the past you and I together on this for a little over the last year about what consolidation can do and i think anything done well or poorly at scale can have very different consequences and benefits so i think what do you think that we're going to implement within galaxy vets uh, post acquisition what are some of those first steps that we're going to be able to do to be able to reduce burnout it's interesting. You just remind me of the book that I'm reading about scaling. And it's interesting how they refer to the fact that anything in any company where you're trying to do more of, which is essentially a scale, can lead to losing people, losing momentum and losing the profitability and all of the things. So and consolidation is not one of them. But I think that what we are trying to do is what I've seen in other consolidators, they all have this sort of 100 day plan or 180 day plan. And I think there's a couple of fundamental key pieces to it where what I've seen before is that the plan is for the most part to make sure that there is a financial return on investment of buying a practice, which is absolutely correct from the business perspective. I think that's that's something that you need to focus on. But again, if people are prone to leave your practice immediately after acquisition, to me, it sounds logical to address that first and make sure that people are happy, stable, so you can sustain the acquisition that you went through and then only apply synergies. And I think that that's, that's the key to outline your steps towards that. Not just, you know, we bought a practice and 100-day push-up, change PIMS, change lab work, change, you know, vendors, change everything. And then you have people that threw the towel and, and left. I think you have to be very clear in what that process looks like as well. I know we're going to hit on a few of those steps, but it's you can't keep telling people, just hang with us, just hang with us, just hang with us. You'll please just just watch, just watch. But if you can actually show them what those steps are and really put some some actions behind the words, you'll probably get it. Because otherwise people are only going to give you such a long time to be able to prove that you're actually following through. Whenever I'm talking to practice owners, I always say the first step of it is that that first paycheck that shows up with our name, Galaxy Vets on it, needs to be on time and for the right amount. 
because that's a big, big piece. And that's where you earn a lot of reputation right off the bat to make sure that you're doing the first thing that you said, which is paying them for showing up to work. So what are some of the steps? What are the key things that we're going to take away from this for Galaxy Nets to be able to implement? Yeah, and I, I just want to add to what you said. I agree. And to people is, you know, when when the check shows up on time for the right amount, it's very important. And they actually are not going to notice. They're not going to celebrate it because that's an of course thing, right? They need to be. But if you do screw it up, that's when they will notice. So that's why that has to be. Oh, yeah. And the other big one is benefits. You want to make sure that people are happy with what's going on. One of the most contentious topics post-acquisition. But without further ado, so the things that we outlined for the onboarding process. So number one is when you start this, if you want to call it 100-day plan, that's fine. But it doesn't start on the day of acquisition. You want to make sure that you have the very thorough pre-acquisition cultural assessment. You want to make sure you understand how the decisions are made in the company. You want to understand what's the leadership style. You want to make sure that those leaders, because they will continue leading the hospital, if that's the uh, partnership model that you're following, then that leadership style is there and it's it's matching to what you do. You want to make sure that the team is ready for change. And that's a very important thing because change management on dysfunctional team is not going to work. So you want to make sure it's either ready for change team or you want to make sure that you need to clean up the team to have that change implemented. So you really want to make sure that that's all assessed and then there is a, there's a feedback loop how you can collect the information from people. The second thing that is really important, it's to develop this onboarding roadmap, which again, it starts in advance. You want to make sure that people are informed long enough before acquisition that this is happening. And you want to make sure that you articulate your core values. And that's sort of number three that we articulate here. This is very important. And a lot of leaders I've seen of consolidation, first when they start, they're inspired. They want to change the industry. They're saying that they're going to bring something new to our domain. And then they're going to visit every single hospital that they acquire. And then given COVID and given the scale, when you start doing it, make sure you plan for the future because you can't visit all the practices that you acquire in, in today. And then you want to understand how do you scale the process because it's very nice to have this personal touch. Everybody says that in software companies, people say that we want to have you know personal touch to our customers. But how do you scale that? How do you increase the number of employees? How do you increase the number of practices? How do you transpire what you believe in to others? And that is through core values. So I think that's a very important part. So I'm going to put you on the spot and grill you on the core values of Galaxy Vets right oh, now. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> if Lauren, our head of people and culture is listening, she can take notes to make sure Ivan gets each word correct. But Ivan, what are the core values of Galaxy Vets? We didn't agree that I would be quizzed on this, so I don't know. But uh, let me try to remember that. <laughs> we, we just solidified them. One thing that is really important to us is the founder's mentality. The reason why this will work really well in Galaxy is because A, we are all essentially founders and shareholders, including everybody in the organization, starting from technicians, receptionists, janitors in the hospitals, everybody gets equity. So we hope that this will motivate everybody having that founder's mentality and ability to roll up the sleeves and do the work and thinking that you're improving your future, not someone else's. I think that's very, very important. The other one is to see the big picture, the consolidation in Galaxy is not exclusion. There are large organizations and, and we predict it to be very large organizations. So when you're doing something, whether you're at the hospital level, whether you're at the HQ level, but you want to make sure that you're seeing big picture when you're making changes. 
We do believe in continuous improvement, and that's why the mechanism of sort of center of excellence and the uh, feedback loop that we're building right now, it's what we call idea portal. Everything from the clinics can roll up to the organization and make sure you select the projects and initiatives that will improve organization that comes from the front line. That's very important. So always evolving is the third one. Integrity is uh, every company that I worked with. It's... Sometimes you don't want to articulate it because it's sort of an of course, but I think that it's in the times of challenges that when you want to make sure that you act with integrity, everybody is honest, at least in my belief, until they lie to me once. But when you're challenged with the facts, I think that's where leading with integrity is important. That's number four. And number five is sense of humor. I can't work in the company if you can't have fun along the way. We all know that. And hopefully you have people that join you with this as a fifth sense of humor. And that's the core values of Galaxy Vets. And I now firmly believe that everybody who hires people in every department transpire our culture through these core values, as well as the clinics that you're talking to, Brad. Yeah, definitely. All right. So to recap here, we're doing a pre-acquisition cultural assessment. So looking at what the practice has right now, prior to even purchasing them and closing that deal. We're looking at this firm onboarding map, and then we want to make sure that we're taking those five core values and articulating them clearly through every single level of the practice that you're acquiring. What's the next step? So you want to make sure that your process is continuously optimized. You want to make sure that in maximum of it is digitalized. You want to have the least possible amount of Excel sheets, papers, forums, scanning. Like I've seen a lot of consultants that have these like PDF forums that they need to fill out to buy a new computer or something like that. All that stuff is outdated. There's so many programs out there that you can weave together. You want to make sure that that process is optimized and measured. That's really important. And you want to make sure that once it's digitalized and measured, that it is also integrated. You want to make sure you're not jumping one set of documents and files and SOPs in one system and jump into another system. So it's very important to have the process continuously improved. You want to make sure that you don't change anything in the pay. And you mentioned that up front in terms of on time and the right amount. There's usually three sort of cards up the consolidator sleeves. It's one is increased marketing. Two is improve labor costs. And three is to do vendor management through negotiating pricing. So I think in this day and age, there's no more marketing, at least today, because there's no shortage of patients. So that's gone. I do believe that there's no opportunity to improve your labor costs. I think that it needs to stay either untouched or people need to have an increase in bonuses when you onboard them. So the whole belief in 45% labor cost is potentially something that we want to challenge at Galaxy and make sure that we pay the top of the market. People are onboarded onto their salary and higher. And then also equity, of course, pays the good component in that because none of other consolidators do that. And we provide that to all employees. Well, I think the final piece of that too, though, is the freedom and the space to be able to do the things that they want, being autonomous and being able to to grow within that business, right? 
Well, yes, but you want to help people guide that autonomy because when you join a new organization, you don't know what the processes are like, you don't know what the culture is like, which is again interesting. When when I did the course at Harvard on on M and A, they reset my understanding of culture. And in big companies, when you join, it's not only core values and how we behave and mission vision. It's how do you do things here? How do you get shit done? You know how things are conducted, what is right, what is wrong. And that's also a part of culture. So process is sort of part of the culture. But once you give people autonomy, you want to make sure that you help them with what we found through the study. And it kind of goes directly from there that you help them to set goals. That's very important. And don't think about goals as KPIs you need to hit this quarter. It's what do you want to do? What do you want to do as the technician? What do you want to do as a receptionist? What's going on with your career? Understand people from within their intrinsic motivation, because if you're motivating by money, that works for a couple months, and then you get used to your new cost of living, and then that's gone as a motivator. So if you don't work with employees individually and understand what sort of makes them tick and what they love and what they would like to develop into. Consolidation is the perfect environment in which you can extend their career ladder and map that path for them. So, so goal setting is extremely important. And the last one, which is number seven, is collect feedback. That's, again, I mentioned it up front that we have this idea portal that we will collect the thoughts from all the levels of the organization, but also let people implement those ideas. I've seen many organizations that will have this sort of, you know, the idea box and whatever you call it, but then that just becomes a pile of garbage because A, there's no process behind it. How do you filter these? B, there's no one that implements them. You you have your quarterly goals. We had, what, 152 milestones and then throw in another garbage pile on top of that of little tickets from everybody in the organization you're just going to ignore that so how do you actually filter that out how do you set the scorecard for each of the ideas that people put in and once you think it's a good idea you don't have to do it yourself someone who put an idea in let them do you know the initiative they develop the initiative let them experiment and if someone says i want to optimize the process on the front desk in our hospital Give them Friday off if they will like for six weeks. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to provide them with the tools, how to create an initiative, how to go through a proper design thinking, the process of exploration, implementation, and then conduct an experiment. And if you conducted an experiment is successful, then try to see how it will work for another hospital and see if you can sell it to other hospitals. And then all of a sudden you were a technician at one hospital, but now you can actually become someone who owns a new initiative in the entire organization. And you promote people through that autonomy. So that's that's how we believe we're going to run this organization. Wow. I mean, that's definitely a lot of things for people to unpack. I think that's some of the stuff that we're going to be hitting on throughout the season, though, with the right people from each department. But to recap, though, so doing that pre-acquisition cultural assessment, so figuring out what's going on at the practice culturally, developing your strong onboarding map, obviously articulating the core values, optimizing the process of how things are done before you show up so that people know what they're getting into when you do show up. Pay, salaries, don't cut those things. Make sure that people feel safe and secure in those situations. Long-term goal planning and then remembering to collect feedback after that first month or before the first month even ends, right? That's the list. So 2021, you guys did a spectacular job and, and kudos to the whole team that helped put that together. I can't take any of the credit for that. I just press the share button on, on LinkedIn and Facebook as many times as I could. What are you planning to do with the, the research going forward? 
the plan is to continue this every year. I think it's it, it was very interesting. We didn't know what it would show this year. A, it shows that it got worse. B, what's interesting, can we then next year to survey Galaxy and non-Galaxy employees and understand that uh, are we making an impact? This is why it's so important because the purpose of Galaxy Vets is to decrease the burnout and suicide rate in our domain. Everything else, financial stuff is really cool. Everybody will, you know, be happy and hopefully wealthy and, and all of that. But that's all the means to get there. Our purpose is to decrease the burnout. So without measuring it, you can't tell if you're improving it. So this is why it's going to be absolutely instrumental for us to repeat it year after year. We want to define a little more roles and who is at bigger risk, who can we address more. We also want to have the relationship between work-life balance and burnout because we found out that there's a lot of relationship of not having work-life balance and burnout, but what do we do to improve that? So one of the things that I'm very excited about, we want to try to provide the diverse jobs to even veterinarians and technicians and let them work not only in ER, not only in GP, not only in potentially telemedicine, but actually mix and match and try to make schedules where people can do two days in GP, one day cut their space and neuters, maybe a shift at ER and then maybe two shifts from home because I'm, you know, have young kids. So it'll be very interesting to see if we can pull it off. It's going to be a master scheduling <laughs> initiative for us. And then, of course, diversity, equity and inclusion. That's something that we want to map against our survey. So this is what we're going to do every year and hopefully we'll gain more results and measure success in our purpose. That's great. I think coming up onto some some of the next episodes, we'll definitely want to hit on some of these topics with our head of people and culture. I think talking about some of the tools that are being used to to do the processing and collection of information will be really key with our operations team, with our R&D team and those sort of folks. So I'll make sure that we bring those things up when we're talking with everyone. And then finally, if you wanted to look more into what we have to read. Well, first off, I, you know, I always like to ask people for a book recommendation. So before I ask Ivan for his book recommendation, though, I want to make sure that people know that they can see the full burnout survey in the white paper on our other business, vetintegrations.com yep. forward slash insights forward slash burnout 2021. But it's a great website. So if you go to vetintegrations.com, you'll be able to see it right along the top of the website there. As well as there's a webinar recording on galaxyvets.com where Ivan and a panel of really, really intelligent people sat down and talked about everything that we found there. But Ivan, tell me what book we should read as, as a great way to wrap us up today. I mentioned this Scaling Up. So Scaling Up Excellence is the book by Robert Sutton and Huggy Rao, I think that's the way you spell it. Very interesting book about uh, how do you preserve that customer relationship and the front line. And our customers are veterinarians, technicians, and all the employees. So how do you preserve that founder's mentality that we started Galaxy with or whatever company you're building? I think it's a fascinating book. I'm rereading it right now because I'm taking a course from one of the authors. Yeah, so that's my recommendation. Fantastic. Well, Ivan... Always great to get time together to chat and looking forward to our next episode. Likewise. Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at vetintegrations.com. 